You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. Again, welcome back. Saturday, 757 Saturday Morning Sports Talk. As Mr. Radio Man said, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Many of you out there know us with the ESPN logo attached. Uh, but Priority Auto Sports Radio is who we are. I'm Ed Young. That's who I am, the head basketball coach in Nansman River. And the gentleman I'm bringing in now is my uh, partner here on the radio. But he's he's actually uh, talking from Florida as he will be doing the Old Dominion Lady Monarchs tomorrow. Semifinals is against JMU. He'll, he'll give us a little bit about that also. But, uh, Matt, come on back in here. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry about that. I was singing, updating my IG story here in beautiful Pensacola, Florida. So nice out here. Watching the waves. Lies, lies. Yeah, yeah trying to rub it in, AJ. You and, you and Rister are just having a rough morning, aren't you? No, nah, it's cool. Here. Everything's good. Everything's good. Yeah. AJ's doing great back there. Yeah, I don't know about you. I'm going golfing after this. Yeah, AJ's got oh, it going, going on. Golfing. Yeah, he's got his golf club on right now. He's in there taking a couple swings. Everybody works on putting. AJ's the only guy I see taking full swings with balls. So if I get blamed for the stuff that's broken in there, I got I'm gonna I got something for somebody. I think they have there's a law and order done done. You know, I haven't got the that is the one thing I have not been able to do as effectively as I like is get caught up on my law and order, you know, on Thursday night. People have done so much traveling. So I'm all kind of disjointed on the whole you know, SVU, organized crime. Ed, can you can you update me on how it's going right now? What what the storyline and subplot is? Can you fill me in? I know you've been tuning in, right? Well, right? I, maybe it's usually the butler did it. So I, if they find out the who butler, the butler is, no butler on law and order. Or, what are you talking about? Well, then it ain't a show if there's not a butler or maid because it has to be usually one of them too. Could be the chef in the kitchen though too. The latest the only show I can think of in the last twenty five years, agent has had a maid was the nanny with uh, Niles. Uh, I think it was Daniel Davis. So Ed loved the nanny, I guess. I was just going to say the latest plot for Law and Order was uh, someone broke the law, and then by the end of the show they caught him. See, that's that's what I like. See, AJ gets right to it. AJ gets right to it. See, AJ, first I thought he was going to say he had to get caught up on his golf game. That's a lie because the club in that dude's hand is dangerous. All right. Well, we've got more scores to go through here on this edition of 757 Saturday Sports Talk. You've heard from Reese Fafana of Kingsport Girls. You've heard from LeVar Griffin of Oscar Smith Boys. If you say, no, I haven't, I just tuned in. Well, guess what? You can hear from them later on our podcast page, which you can find online at ESPN Radio. 941.com. Click it. We'll have it tweeted out on 757 Sports Talk on Twitter, and you can re-listen to it if you loved it the first time or hear it for the first time if you missed it. All right, let's fire up the scoreboard again because we left off as we did to Class 1-2, boys and girls, and Class 3 girls, so we pick it up with Class 3 boys from last night in high school hoops action, state quarterfinal style all over the Commonwealth of VA. And Ed was at Scope this week. I'm sure he has some comments from all the all the things he watched at Scope, all the food he ate at Scope, he did a lot of that. Zero the on the and food. Zero oh, so on the lie. food. Okay. And last Saturday made me jealous because I had missed some games. I was in for a day or two before we flew out to Pensacola. That the hospitality room was better than mine, and I, I do have to say this: I don't know that it was better than mine, but kudos to, to our man Maceo out there and everybody at Scope and Steve Sutmiller and the crew over there did a fantastic job running things and organizing it. 
the, the food was very, very close to mine. I'm not going to say it was better, but uh, Ed was not completely inaccurate on his description of the food, which I didn't and, come up. And let me say this about last night's food. There was none. There was no room. Oh, so now you're you're mad. Are you going to you no. Norfolk hey. State people? Do you? No, I'm, it's okay. Hey, I'm glad no, I got, you know. Got, you got spoiled. You got spoiled. Right. You packed a lunch and planned ahead. You know, as, 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 a, as a media head, talking head, and get, a, get, get up close, I'm thankful. Very thankful. I did get an ice Wait, cold bottle of water. There was food. They just didn't show you where it was. So no, was I, I they didn't tell you where it was. Well, we know our partner in, in not crime. You know who I'm talking about. He oh, asked yes. and, and went on a hunt. So they sure. probably locked the doors. But anyways, but uh, he, by the I, way, he wasn't the only one that asked and went on for it. There was a lot of people that did. I'm sure. Yeah, but it, vultures, it was we call them the vultures. Yeah, it was. Um, they just. I guess somebody said it because it was just two games, and I said. Well, just two games. You have an in-between game. I mean, you know, a hamburger or something, but it's okay. You I'm, I'm you know, pull the money out of your wallet. You make big bucks and go buy a, go buy a hot dog from the concession stand. Well, first of all, if you know how they make hot dogs, I will never eat a hot dog. That's definitely okay. not going to happen. Didn't, I didn't need that. I didn't need that this morning. Well, I don't um, want to ruin your day because I know you like those 25-cent hot dogs at, at Harbor Park. But, uh, 50 cent. And they're I, pretty good. Turn back the clock night. Coming again this year at Harbor Park with Tides Baseball. I'll do the burgers, but I'm not going to do the dogs. All right, let's go to Class 3 boys, uh, and I'm sure you're going to comment on a couple of these games that transpired uh, that involved teams that we saw at Scope because we were there together last Saturday for uh, a brief moment. Uh, class 3 last night, and uh, best game in the state probably. Our guy, Sideline Bob, photographer Bob Lim, the photo extraordinaire himself, was there at East Rockingham High School where Region C champion Spotswood at 24-2 and fell to Region 3D runner-up Northside. It was now 27-1 and Northside. Down to at the break, slipped by on a buzzer beater from Cy Hardy as the Vikings beat the Blazers 44-42. to It means Northside will get a fourth meeting with Cave Spring, who they beat twice this year, lost to in the region championship, but the defending state champs from Class 3 under Coach Jacob Cruz, a winner over Stanton last night at Hidden Valley. It was Cave Spring 50, Stanton 38. So Chapter 4, Cave Spring, Northside. I picked Cave Spring to start the year. Adam last year. I picked Cave Spring to win the region title. They did. I'm now picking Northside to avenge that loss and beat them. How about you, Ed? Cave Spring Northside. I think it goes to a double overtime, though. It might be a thriller last shot wins. I, I kind of felt like you on that, too, when I, I had Northside knocking off Spotswood. But I'm going to stay with Cave Spring. But my eye goes towards that Skyline team that won a nail-biter over a team that I thought would knock them off. And I was hoping, not only because they're local, but I like watching – uh, Yogi's team, Lake Taylor Titans. Boy, I, I really like watching them play. I think they play tremendous together. But tell us a little bit about that game. Well, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Skyline rallied from 12 down at the half, down six in the fourth quarter. They beat Lake Taylor at Warner County High School. The Hawks of Skyline are now 26-0 and overall. Lake Taylor's great year under Coach Yogi Edwards, you mentioned, falls to 17-8. and uh, They were fun to watch last Saturday at Scope. They were sharing the ball, hitting threes galore. Inside game, guard play against Lafayette, just absolutely pummeled Lafayette, who had a good year. Then they get to the scope and lose the region championship. Now, you watched that game. I was from afar against Hopewell. They were up, I think, 10 with five minutes to go, lost it, and last night lost a big lead. Do you chalk some of this up to inexperience? They have a lot of sophomores and juniors, and they are probably better equipped to win the championship next year in Class 3. Is that what you chalk it up to? When I watch Lake Taylor play, I, 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 that team grows on you. They do a lot of things well, great energy. He's got some bigs, but not cut like Oscar Smith bigs. His, his bigs are a little bit more mobile. They step out. Guard play is tough, really good. They were in control of that game. Hopewell's not bad now. I mean, you get to this level, you're not bad. But 
the game just kind of changed. All of a sudden, Lake Taylor has a comfortable lead. Then they were keeping Hopewell away from the bucket. Defense looking great. And then it just flipped. Hopewell was getting layup after layup. And then Lake Taylor would panic a little bit, toss the ball away. Hopewell would score. Veterans would score. And the game just kind of flipped. And, of course, I wasn't privy to watch it last night to see if that was the same situation, though they did have a a halftime lead. But this is a team, if they got got a lot of youngsters, this experience will bode well for them next year. And I got to look at them coming in next year as a – they're going to be one of the final two. At the very least, one of the final two. They're that good. I think we're going to say that about a team in Class 5. Kind of Hopewell, a winner for William Monroe in the quarter, 71-44. to 44, So Hopewell will get a crack at unbeaten Skyline. I think we will see Hopewell in the finals. Not sure if they can beat Cave Spring or Northside, but they'll certainly give it a go in Class 3. Over in Class 4, girls, we had on Maurice Fon of Kings Fork. They won, as we mentioned last segment, over Matoka, 78-42 to 42 to set up the matchup with Hampton again. Shonda Bailey's leader, Lady Crabbers, winning over Hanover, 45-28. to 28. Maybe not their glossiest offensive outing, but it should be a fun matchup, Ed, with Kennedy Harris, the George Mason signee for Hampton leading the way. Certainly, Kings Fork has got Soraya Griffin, the headliner, getting a lot of attention from Division I schools. There's other players like Nia Gaston's committed to Coppin State for Kings Fork. Kalia Perry for uh, Hampton. But I think the others might decide this game. Not so much Griffin and Harris, two good coaches with Bailey of Hampton, Fafana of Kings Fork. That could go down to the wire this time as opposed to last time when Hampton won in a route. Yeah, I think it will be a lot closer. It what disappoints me, and I know they're two local teams, so I'm going to say it. This should be the championship game. This is where you need to reseed when you get to this point. I'm tired of this. Well, that's how the line is. And I got nothing against Pulaski County and Tuscora. I don't know them that much at all. But Kings Fork Hampton, and I really don't care what those two teams have, It's this should be the state championship game. And Pulaski, a winner over Sarando, 60-49 to at Christiansburg last night in the quarters. Meanwhile, it's Tuscarora, a 70-41 to win over Louisa as they move to 26-2. and Class 4 boys, Kings Fork got it done last night pretty Easily, pretty comfortably over at Nans River High School. They weren't beating Ed's Warriors. Instead, the Kings Fork boys were a winner over the Warriors of Matoka. Kings Fork boys and girls beat Matoka last night. The boys winning 79-57 to to get that rematch with Verona. The Blue Devils had a hard time with Heritage. Put them away late. Dimitri Batten did a nice job in his first year at the helm of the Heritage Hurricanes. Verona had to rally from a brief halftime deficit. Close game. Won at 69-63. to and that one, really the and one, or I should say the one and one from Miles Derricott with 40 seconds to go was big to put Verona up three in that game. I was surprised it was that close, Ed, and it does lead me to believe that, okay, maybe Verona was looking ahead to another date with Kings Fork, but I think Kings Fork's going to beat Verona by a little more than people expect. It might not be as tight. I'm thinking maybe 8 to 12 points. Well, again, I'm going to say this statement, and you're going to correct me because you can do that. I think this should be the state title game. I know Glass and Tuscarora are good, um, and they're playing against each other, but – we know how the Verona Kings Fork matchup went be- before. These two kind of a little bit like rivals now because they meet in the football field and meeting on a basketball court. But I do think, I, I do think it's Kings Fork this time. I think they have their act together. Uh, last year it didn't happen. Uh, they had to go up to Verona and, and, and just played their worst, maybe their worst game of the year at the wrong time. I think it was their only loss. But I think it's going to be definitely a little different. But I would just wish this would have been the state championship game. I don't disagree with you. I think Kingsport is going to win it, and the winner of Kingsport Verona would win it. I would not totally count out Glass, a little bit more than Tuscarora. Glass, a winner over Hanley, 68-54 to as they move to 24-2. Armandre Harris is a really good guard for them. Tuscarora knocking out Western Albemarle, 55-45. to Over in Class 5, girls, a game that you watched last night at Norfolk State. Give us a couple thoughts on it, Ed. Princess Ann 
rally to beat Norview. They were down, I believe, 11 at the start of the fourth quarter, and they went at 54-51, to 51, which means they'll take on Minchville. And I'm hearing it's going to be part of a doubleheader, 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, with the Woodside and Maury boys coming up on Monday night. Minchville, a winner over Salem, 55-33. to 33. But how surprised were you that PA was down? Darnell Dozier got on the rally again behind Zakiah Stevenson, the Ole Miss signing, and here they are moving on after losing last year to Norview in the state quarterfinal round to get a crack at the reigning state champion, Minchville. You know, it's a tough game for me to watch. Uh, we all know what P- PA does, and Darnell Dozier's record is, you know, just speaks for itself. It's just we always like, wow, seven over 700 wins and, what, 60 losses? I mean, it's just ungodly. Why was it tough for you to watch? Oh, because of the closeness. Yeah, the I, I, Norview. you know, Jonathan Wilson is the coach at Norview, a former player of mine. Uh, we, we talk on occasion about hoops and some things, and they controlled the game throughout. They, they had done a really good job. I personally think, my opinion, Norview is the much more physical, a little bit more talented in PA. Not quite the PA team you see of a pass where maybe they have a six-footer in the middle, just, you know, aircraft carrier in the middle, blocking shots, scoring down low. More guard-oriented, but still have their stuff together. And Norview controlled this. I think, if I'm not mistaken, a 13-point lead early fourth quarter. And I kind of said, this is over. I made the comment. And, of course, what do I know? That's why I'm not out there on the floor on the other side don't of the floor coaching. Snow. Don't say it won't snow because it'll snow. That's when Ed Young declares something over. It. Well, it ain't going to snow the rest of this year. You can count on that right now. Oh, that, that's a definite. Here we go blizzard next week, ladies and gentlemen. There will be no blizzard. But Norview kept attacking. Uh, instead of taking some minutes off the clock, making PA come at him, kept attacking, and the shots weren't falling. And I saw frustration. Um, they got a little physical on defense. They got called for a technical foul. That really wasn't necessary. And Jonathan called a, a couple timeouts to try to calm him down and get it going. But you can really feel the momentum change. And sure enough, PA hits a couple key buckets, a couple crazy shots go in. Their, their crowd was right there and loud. And PA and, and Norview's a little bit more startled, like, uh-oh, what's going on backing up? And and I felt for the Norview girls because I really thought it was their game. But I spoke briefly with Darnell after the game, and, you know, he said, hey, Coach, you know, we still got a lot of young girls out there. And, and he has three young ladies in street clothes who did not play because mm-hmm. of injuries who, wow, I, I said, if they're coming back, then uh, shut my mouth because I told him I thought Norview had it done. And, Darnell said, well, Coach, that's why you only have 500 and I have 700. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and he put me in my place. But um, I do. I, I feel sorry for Norby. But PA moves on. And, again, a big-time matchup with Menchville, the defending state champions. And, again, I'm going to say it because I want to. I wish this was the state title game. But I do think goes. there's some pretty good trend. teams on that other bracket. There are, and one of them that handed Princeton its lone loss is Glenn Allen, the Region 5C runner-up who eliminated the Region 5D champion Massaponics last night, 47-33. to Meanwhile, Elsie Bird edging William Fleming 41-38 to to set up a Region 5C championship rematch with Bird and Glenn Allen. So it's not a foregone conclusion. The Menchville PA winner takes the Class 5 crown, I would say. We're going to take the uh, Class 6 bracket at the end of the show. Coming up next, we've got Maury coach Brandon Plummer. But real quickly, before we go to break here, Ed, we get through those Class 5 quarterfinal scores. And you have some thoughts in Class 5 here. Woodside, a winner over Princess Sand, 66-29 to set up a rematch with Maury from the Region 5B Championship as Maury beat Green Run last night at Norfolk State, 50-39. to Bottom half of the bracket features Patrick Henry Roanoke, the Region 5B champ, but now 28-2. Alston Glen Allen, 77-56. to While Highland Springs, the defending state champ that ended Maury's dream of a championship, beat Stonebridge, 62-58. to So Highland Springs and Patrick Henry Roanoke will take on each other at William Fleming Monday night, while Heritage High School will host 
Woodside and Maury at 8 o'clock. Uh, kudos to Kenny Harris at Green Run. They were the number six seed, probably the story of the regional tournament, Ed. They go from 9-13 and 13 to winning the tournament, beat PA by 25 in the region championship. They only scored six points in the first half against Salem in the region semis. People were snickering about them on social media, taking shots at them. But a uh, good job for Kenny Harris with two freshmen uh, and a couple of sophomores among his playing rotation to get there. And I think a lot like Lake Taylor, like you said, they will be heck to deal with in years to come. Yeah, Kenny did a great job with that squad. They were fun to watch play, very active. They play well together. He's got some good youngsters coming. That they won't be nine and thirteen next year. You could, you can write that down for sure. They're, they'll have a winning record and be in contention. Um, that that situation in five though, Woodside. Oh my God, you talk about an, we talk about Lavar's Oscar Smith team being very complete. I would say Woodside is right there with them. Their inside is not not necessarily as powerful as. Um, Smith, I think, but dangerous as can be. They've got bigs that step out and hit shots. Their defense is in your face. They can score the three ball. They can they can run an offense and drop a layup on you in, in a second. And they're just they're so physical. I mean, you you bounce off of them. You you get hurt trying to get a rebound. I I don't know what Henry has, Patrick Henry. I don't. I know Highland Springs. I think is defending state champion. I got to say Woodside, and that's and I don't want to count out. Brandon Plummer's group, that Maury squad, because that's the one that knocked me out. They're a young squad. They're big up front. It's just sometimes their shots don't fall quite when they need it, but they're so pesky to play. Their defense keeps them in the game. They handle the ball tremendously, and and I think Coach Plummer makes as great of adjustment in-game adjustments as any coach you'll see, and he's not one of these guys who's been around 30 years. He's a youngster, and he's still made, and he's done a tremendous job with his squad. That's a fun region to watch because it could almost be anybody's, but I'm going to say right now Woodside is that dominant. All right. I think that game's going to be a little closer than maybe others are expecting. Don't count out the Maury Commodores. And coming up next, we'll chat with the coach of the Commodores. He had big shoes to fill with Jack Baker, and he's creating a legacy of his own. Brandon Plummer, it's next on 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Ed Young's favorite radio station. What is it? Oh, without doubt, I got this down pat. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. And again, welcome back. 757 Saturday Morning Sports Talk here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. A.J. Risser's back there hitting buttons and keeping me straight and making sure I say the right thing. Me is Ed Young, head basketball coach at Nazareth River High School. And I'm about to bring in my partner who is down in sunny Pensacola, Florida, scaring all the women and children down there because we told them to get out of here for a while. Matt, come on back. I am back, and uh, you sound jealous, and we're going to bring on this special guest. He is the head boys basketball coach, the Maury Commodores. It is his sixth year, fifth season at the helm, and he had the big shoes of the Hall of Famer Jack Baker to fill. Jack won 746 games, and listen to the record Brandon Plummer's carved out. 113 wins, just 23 losses. Now the third state tournament appearance, two region titles for him, and last night his Commodores victorious over at Norfolk State as they beat the Green Run Stallions, the Region 5A champ, by a count of 50-39. to 39. We say good morning and congratulations. Coach, how you doing out there? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. I'm sitting pretty well this morning. Morning, Brandon. Well, 
I know hey, you're hey. happy, and Ed's a little jealous because I'm in Florida and you're moving on to the state semis. He'd like to be playing or on a beach somewhere, but uh, you've got to be thrilled here. You're just two wins away, and you never know the way these brackets may full unfold. I mean, it's it's hard to tell and predict, but you could very well see at VCU the same team that you played in the state championship a year ago in Highland Springs as you're just two wins away from that ultimate prize. Yes, 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 but we know we got a big a big task ahead of us right now. Uh, Woodside, who we just, you know, lost to the other day in our regional championship. So we know we got to come in with a different type of focus than what we had uh, the other day. And we know it's going to be it's going to be a dog fight as long as we come in with the mindset of wanting to win in a sense of urgency to win. Well, let's do this, Coach. For uh, people that don't know, your team was in the state championship a year ago. You graduated your top scores from that team, uh, Cam Jones-Hood and Brian Alexander, who was the regional player of the year. You brought back some good pieces that were on that state run, such as your point guard and Adrian Newton. And we'll highlight some other names of note as well. And Ed played in the regional quarterfinals at Norview. But um, it's been an up-and-down year. You've played some tough competition in the Eastern District, out of conference. What has been kind of some of the highs, some of the lows, and how have you kept your team even keel throughout the whole journey? Uh, a lot of the a lot of the time with this team, it was more so uh, I was dealing with a lot of inexperienced kids. I knew that they can play, but mentally and, and physically, I had to really build them up, and I had to really take it all the way back to the basics. You know, a lot of kids, you know, been playing, you know, a lot of AAU ball, and they think they're doing something until, you know, they run into me, and I really had to break their games down and build them back up. And with this team, I think a lot of the hiccups that we had throughout the season was because of our toughness and aggressiveness. And so I had to find a way to be able to tap into their minds mentally to let them to get them to understand that, hey, we're a strong team, but it's going to be a fight, and we got to work hard at it every single day. Brandon, Coach Young here. And, yes, I am I am mad because, uh, uh, A, he's down in, on the beach, but I could get to a beach. I can't go back on the floor because you knocked me out. And, and Matt, uh, people don't know, when the referees met with uh, Brandon and I and the, and the players in our game, at the end of the conversation, the referee said, Coaches, any question? And I stepped up. Of course, you know, I always got something to say. I said, yeah, gentlemen, don't forget, you know, I'm 96 years old. This youngster here is like 26. He's got way more years ahead of me. So I want every single call tonight. There is no such thing as 50-50. All right? And the referees looked at me and said, Coach, you have no shot tonight. This youngster here knows what he's doing. And son of a gun, they won. Well, you had no shot, Ed, because Daryl put the hex on you before you walked in the gym. Well, that was the other thing. Daryl put the hex on me because Plummer told him to do it. So I I just had no shot. (laughs) I got to keep a witness. Coach, you had me worried. You had me worried, though. I said, you do got all these years of performance. I said, I don't know what they might do. I don't know how they're going to call it, but I got to watch myself. Well, Brandon, you know, in all due respect, uh, you got to have those. The people got to get some things done on the floor. Your kids did it, and now you're going to th- another step further. Now, you know, you're going up against the Woodside, and I just told Matt before you came on that I just think Woodside right now is head and shoulders above a lot of people. Very physical. They got a lot of weapons. You know, you're trying to stop certain leaks, and all of a sudden here's a new leak, and and you don't have enough fingers to stop the leaks. But with your squad being the, the youngsters, you are, you do have some youngsters. You do have some size up front. Uh, sometimes the Achilles heel is your outside shooting. But then again, uh, it goes to show you how, how good Brandon makes adjustments. I made adjustment after he made an adjustment in the in the uh, game that we played, Matt. And son of a gun, if he doesn't knock down three threes, this kid's knocked down three threes in the second quarter that widened the third quarter that widened the well, gap on Casey us. Was that Casey Jones? Was that Casey Jones with him? I think no, I, that was uh, Evan I, Evan Taylor and um, MJ Pullum. 
Right. Uh, it was everybody. I think I think uh, Brandon stepped on the floor and got a rebound and two two buckets himself, too, because, see, I coached against this son of a gun. That's how long I've been around. I've had to deal with him as a player and scout him, and he was one of the smartest damn kids we ever had to go against, and now i got to take care of him, uh, go against him as a, as a coach. But, Brandon, um, a, as you prepare, obviously, for Woodside, and I know you got to do some different things to, to be able to knock them down because I don't think they're going to change a whole lot. They've been, they're mm-hmm. just steamrolling people. Talk about – Let's talk about all of your kids. I know you mentioned a couple there. Matt's mentioned a couple. Let's talk about them. And also, I know they're mostly all youngsters, but everybody always wants to know, hey, coach, when you talk to the play- these coaches, does any of their kids getting looks at the next level or, or does the coach think they got a shot at you know at what level? So go ahead and expound on your kids for us. Uh, well, with, with, with my one of my main guys, uh, my point guard, Adrian Newton, you know, he's really my floor general, you know, and I love him a lot. I love all my kids, but he is, he is special to me because he he reminds me of myself, of just how he approached the game. You know, he's not he's not timid, he's not afraid of anybody, and he's going to go out there every single night and give it his best shot all 32 minutes. Um, my other kid, uh, MJ Pulliam, he has been you know we all got that that headache on the team at times, you know, and he's he's all he's been that kid, but I've been able to work with him and get him to understand hey, this is a team game. It's not about you. And that's what I had to break through in him is that it's about the team. I don't care about what you did with other teams because with other teams, you won't win it. You got to learn how to win, and that's what people like to see. People love a winner. And when we finally was able to get him on board to understand that it's about winning, we became a better team. Uh, as far as my, my front court with my, uh, with my big Tyler Bell, Javion Green, you know, that's my son as well. A lot of people don't know that that's my son, but that's my son. Uh, he's learning the game. Both of them are learning, and they're both growing at a tremendous pace um, to me. As far as these guys, you know, getting looks at the next level, you know, it's sad to say that, you know, nobody really is coming out to watch my guys. And I'm trying to do all I can on my end, you know, to reach out to certain coaches and things. I know the transfer portal is hurting a lot of kids at yes. this level. It's really hurting them. But, I mean, for my program to be successful, you know, throughout the state of Virginia every year, I feel like some of these coaches can come just peek their head in. At least let the kids feel like they're working for something. You know, and it hurts me a lot because my program, we teach a lot of discipline and structure. And I do know when I when my kids, you know, get those opportunities to go to that next level, they they already have been advanced, you know, because I teach that. You know, I teach for the next level. And so, you know, I would really love for coaches to, you know, give my kids a shot more. Well, you know, Brandon, just a side note here. For coaches not to come out and see your kids play, you're a winner. You've been there. Your your tradition and history from from Jack back in the day would, and I know the transfer portal. And we can't get into it. That's not the the situation here. We want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. The transfer portal's turned it. But for coaches not to come out and see you play is crazy. I, I've got a couple kids that I blows my mind. The D threes have not jumped on. And of course, you know we didn't have this success, as quite a successful year as you guys have in moving on. But you know we got 15, 14, 15 wins. And, and I think my record speaks for itself, too, and the coaches don't come out. But then again, that is that is that transfer uh, portal situation. But, you know, I, I want to jump on this one, Brandon. You mentioned your son playing for you, and you also have another player uh, whose dad was a tremendous high school player, college player, Cornell Parker. What's it like 
coaching, A, your son, first of all. We've had other guys on that had their son. How do you handle it? And B, you're coaching the son of a really good player who was a great player when he played, who who still has influence over the, the Maury program in terms of people know him. He supports your games and that. Talk about those two situations, if you don't mind deviating a little bit here. Uh, well, with coaching my son, it was it, it, it's very different, uh, but I got to let him be him. And, you know, I've, I've always, you know, stood back and just, you know, even with other coaches coaching my son, like Coach Derek Edwards that coached my son for a lot of years that, you know, the head coach over at, um, at Lake Keller. Uh, he brought him up a lot. Uh, I just let him be. And I know, you know, I want him to play as hard as I play hard, and he gives it everything he got, but I know that he's not me. He has to become his own man, so I allow him to do that. Uh, am I going to come out, come down on him like I do everybody else? Yes. I don't cut no corners with him. If he, you know, like I did throughout the season, if he can't do what I'm asking him to do, you got to go to the bench until I can find somebody else, to, uh, I can go get somebody else to do it. Until you tap into what I need you to do, my demands and my expectations. But, uh, I mean, he's coming along very well. You know, he's, he's just a 10th grader. He's still growing. I wish I had his height growing up and his body frame. You know, and he's still going to grow some more. But I think he has a, he has a bright future. And as coaching um, C.J., C.J. Parker, um, son of Cornell Parker, um, I, I love the way that his father allows me to coach him. Um, C.J. is a kid that is still growing. Uh, still is learning, uh, but we got to build some toughness in him. You know, CJ, he's not the toughest kid, but he's going to go out there and give it all he got. But uh, uh, to Coach Parker, he, he really allows me to coach CJ. And, you know, he really trusts me and he really believes in me. And, you know, we just have a, a great relationship. Last couple minutes here with Brandon Plumber, the head boys basketball coach, the Maury Commodores in the state tournament for the third time under his direction here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Coach, I know it's a very, very strong gauntlet of a region that you're in in Region 5B and you're taking on Woodside, who Ed's been outspoken about, you know, with some of these regions, not just yours, but across the state. He'd like to see the state tournament reconfigured. He's been outspoken about it. I kind of agree that, you know, it's a shame that maybe the two best teams could come from the same region or an area, let them play in the state championship, reseed the teams for the state playoffs. And your region used to be part of the teams that are in 5A, and they, they split it off into two regions, and it feels like 5B has just got a lot more stronger teams than 5A. It's not to disparage 5A. It's just how tough your region is with the likes of Maury and Kickatan and Minchville and Woodside and Norview and even Nansman as a six seed getting 14 wins. What's your feeling as a young up-and-coming coach on the rise here in this profession on how things are situated and anything you'd like to see changes in the game? I know people talk about shot clock being one of those things possibly, but what would you like to see in terms of the way the tournaments and the regions are configured in the state playoffs and how things are done with days in between? Would you like to see some things addressed? Maybe a committee of people have some say in this? Yeah, I think some things need to be changed. You know, I, I really do. I mean, me and a lot of the coaches, you know, have gotten together and we discussed it. Um, I would love for it to go back to how it was, you know, when I was playing in high school with just single A, double A, and triple A. You know, mm-hmm. um, I thought it, I thought it was pretty good how it was already set up. And I know, you know, it's about giving other teams opportunities to, you know, try to make the state and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, competition is competition. And so we gotta we we can't cut no corners and find to find easy ways to just try to get certain you know get teams in that usually can't make it. You gotta build your program. And it's all about coaching. It's about coaching and, and putting the work in. So um, as far as you know, when it comes to this playoff thing and how it's set up, you know, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. And I would love for them to make the adjustment on how 
it's set up because there's no reason why, you know, like in the situation that we're in now, in the situation we was in last year with us, just playing somebody in the regional championship, then you have to turn around and play them again. I think those teams should be able to at least have to meet each other in the championship instead of messing around and have to play each other five, six days in between each other. Mm-hmm. There needs to be some adjustment. Yeah. And I would love the shot clock to be in the input. Yeah, I think as Ed talked about, too, that the opposite side of the bracket would make a lot more sense. And um, it feels like at times you guys as coaches are are helpless to an extent and don't get a lot of uh, input on this. And and I think the fans would like to see some things changed for the game. Don't you agree as well, Ed? Well, yeah, but my thoughts would take us deep into uh, overtime here. Um, I respect what Brandon's saying in that. But I'm not one of big proponent. I changed. I used to be a big proponent to go back to single A, double A, triple A. I'm not. And my reason is for this, trying to figure out the state minds. A, it's never going to happen. Why? Because all the sports would have to go, and that is definitely not going to happen. You could bang your head against the wall forever. All you can do is draw blood. It's going to stay. I don't have a problem with six champions. The problem is how the setup is because they're still setting it up like it's 1975. That's the mm-hmm. problem. That's what needs to be addressed, not going back. And, and again, in my my opinion, I respect Brandon's opinion tremendously, single A, double A, triple A, because that's what we're used to. Brandon grew up in that situation. Uh, some of my more powerful teams were in those situations. We went further in those situations. But I don't mind the six state champions. But the setup needs fixed. There's no reason why, if you're two powers in the same region, can't play for state championship. I, well, it has to be fair. No, no, we're not talking about fair. We're talking about putting the best teams in the be- their best situation. That's what needs to be fixed. Yes, yes. Because when you can, I feel like when you can look at a bracket and you can determine exactly whoever wins this game is going to go further and yes. go to the state championship. Yes, it shouldn't be able. You shouldn't be able to do that. Right, and and well, you know John Marshall in class too. I mean, John Marshall's almost it's it's a cakewalk to their tournament where they're beating everybody by fifty, sixty points right now, and they could play in class six if they wanted. Right, right, absolutely. And and, and like I say, you you look uh, look at Brandon. He's going up against Woodside. They've already did a number on 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 you, Brandon, and your squad. And you're going to make your adjustments, and you're going to make it a different game. I understand that. But who's to say Maury can't beat those other teams, and then play Woodside for a state title? Big difference. Big difference. You know, if if I'm going down and I'm going down with a fight, I'd rather go down in a state championship game than sit back and say, well, wait a minute. See that team there? I think we match up. Well, we could have beat them, but we'll never know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Coach, thank you so much. Hey, hey, hold on, Matt. I I, got to say one more thing, and I know we got to get out of here. Hey, Brandon, let me just say this to you, and I want to say it in the public domain because a lot of times coaches say, say things behind the scenes. I admire you from afar. You're a young guy and you're doing the job. You're winning. You're, I know you had to come in behind Jack and who the hell wants to do that situation, but you have done more than exceptional. And I've talked to Jack about it and he's proud of you in the program too. And he has his fingerprints on that from the tradition and he should over 700 wins, but you handle things in a great way. You don't rat off on other teams. You don't expound on everything. You're not looking for instant gratification. You, you should be winning coach of the year awards like crazy. And you don't, you just coach your team and you put a product on the floor that as an opposing coach, me as a pain to play against. Cause you're good. And I got to say this publicly because I admire you as an old guy. And I'm, my years are about done. I just hope I got a few, a lot more left in me as long as I don't play you. I admire what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. And you too someday will be at that 500 win level because there's very few of us in there because you've got the attitude. You make your kids work. And I'm listening to you today say some things. You talked about how kids 
come to the AAU and they walk in your gym like they're going to reinvent the wheel and you got to get them right real quick because AAU basketball is supposed to have a kid ready for his situation in the high school team. That's what's important. It's not all about recruiting so he can go to the next level. If that's true, then play AAU and stop playing the, on the high school team because too many kids are screwing up their high school team because they listen to too many. Brandon, I, I'm sorry to go overboard, but I felt a need to say it because you deserve it. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much, Coach. I greatly appreciate those words, man. Well, Coach, all the best to you and the Commodores as you take on the Wolverines on Monday night at Heritage High School, 8 o'clock. People want to check it out, part of the double dip, and I uh, hope to see you down the road. Yes, sir. Good luck, Brandon. Appreciate you, Coach. Thank you so much. We'll see you now. Thank you. That is Coach Brandon Plummer of the Maury Commodores. We'll come back and put a ribbon on this edition of 757 Saturday Sports Talk, including a look at the Class 6 bracket for boys and girls. Next on Your Home for Sports, it's 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. We welcome everybody back here on 757 Saturday Morning Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm the Coach Ed Young, and here comes Matt Hatfield live from Pensacola, Florida. Matt? I am here, and we've got OD Women's Basketball tomorrow. Don't forget it comes your way with the Priority, uh, I'm sorry, the Toyota pregame show at 12 noon before a 12.30 tip-off with the Dukes of JMU. Charlie Woodson and I will be on the call for that as Old Dominion's in the semifinals try to move on to the championship. But we fire back up the scoreboard as we go through the Class 6 scores for the state tournament last night in the quarterfinals, girls and boys styles. Last night, nobody from the local area, Ed, on the uh, ladies' side. And we'll also throw in a couple of private school things before we close as well real quickly. But uh, on the girls' side in Class 6, it was Osborne Park, the region 6B champ falling to Manchester, the Region 6A runner-up, 58-50. to 50. So Manchester will get another crack at Thomas Dale, who won the Region Championship, coming from behind against Manchester at the Scope last week. Dale now 24-2 overall after they won over Gainesville, 53-52 in overtime. Extra fun, I believe it was the only overtime game in the state last night. Girls or boys in the quarterfinals of the 48 across the HSL hoops, 24 on the girls' side, 24 on the guys' side. James Madison High School, which has won three in a row under Kirsten Stone, the head coach there. They win over West Potomac, 42-34. Graduated a lot of seniors, but they're now 23-4. Set to take on James Robinson High School, who is 26-3, a winner over Oakton, 40-18. I thought Osborne Park would win it, Ed, but I think it's going to be Dale and Robinson on the girls' side. I do, too, and I, I'm going to give a slight edge to Robinson. All right, good analysis by you. We're in, we're in agreement, which is a different thing than usual. On the Classics Boys side, we had earlier on the show Oscar Smith, Coach LeVar Griffin. If you missed that or our conversations with Maurice Fafana of Kingsport Girls, Brandon Plummer of the Maury Boys, it'll be available on our podcast page on ESPNRadio941.com. And we'll have tweet links out for you later on ESPN Radio 941 on Twitter and 757 Sports Talk. Oscar Smith. Victorious over Forest Park, 79 to 52, as they'll take on Patriot, who beat Lansdowne 52 to 36. Dwight Robinson's Eagles finish at 19 and 7 overall. And like we said with Lake Taylor and Greenrun, I think Lansdowne, a team to be reckoned with in the years to come, they do graduate Region 6A player to your Ethan Ward. But Dwight Robinson started two freshmen this year, and his team always plays defense, and they always get better as the year goes along. Yeah, they're definitely there, and, he, and again, another great in-game adjustments coach. Bottom side of the bracket in Classics features South Lakes, who is. Now 25-3 and three after beating Thomas Edison, 63-49. Good year by first-year head coach Trey Ford of Thomas Edison, who played for Dave Macedo at Virginia Wesleyan. He's going to have Edison 
on the rise as well. Hayfield, the defending state champ, a winner over James Madison High School on the boys' side at South County last night as the Hawks win 65-55, to led by American signee Greg Jones. And I think it's going to be Hayfield, South Lakes. Hayfield probably nudging them out close, although watch out for Jordan Scott, the sophomore, the smooth shooting, silky smooth shooting sophomore for South Lakes, son of Christy Winterscott, who does a lot of TV analysis for the Washington Wizards on Masson. Um, or I think it's uh, NBC Sports, I should say. Uh, I'm going to go Hayfield over Patriot in the final. We might get the chance to call Dwight Vick's Suns game uh, next week in the uh, state finals at VCU, but I, I like Hayfield to repeat. I'm going Smith over Patriot in a very close Ooh. one, probably OT. And Ooh. I want Smith to win it all, but, yeah, God, Hayfield's just got some power. I, I think they might have an answer for Smith because if they do, I need to see it because I don't see anybody does it. So I think Hayfield in a close one, but I'm praying that uh, Smith and Lavar and those guys get bring that title back to seven five seven. I think you're underestimating Patriots defense, which held Lance under forty points last night. I think it's a little better than you thought. And on the private school side of things, great year comes to an end for Catholic. Bobby Steinberg's team lost at Virginia State to St. Anne's Belfield seventy nine to sixty two. C.J. McPherson had 18 points in defeat. Austin Williford, the son of UVA assistant coach Jason Williford, had 23 points for St. Anne's Belfield. The win streak ends at 30 for Catholic, which went 34-3. and But they certainly brought a lot of excitement to uh, folks in Virginia Beach this year on the boys' side with the year they had. Yeah, we got to get Bobby on here again and uh, talk to him about the year he had quietly uh, 30 in a row. Wow. And 34 wins on the season, you say? Yeah, and it's going to be Paul the Sixth playing stab in the VISAA Division One Finals. If you want to follow the private school action, follow our man Will Garlic, the Will VA Preps on Twitter. Will VA Preps has you covered today with updates from VSU. Well, we're out of time, Ed. It's been a fun show, and it went by fast. Absolutely fast, and I had the coaches on. I love when we have people on and talk and throw some ideas, and uh, let's see what happens next week. Uh, you'll probably be back in studio. Uh, no, we'll be at VCU at the Siegel Center doing our state championship broadcast. Yeah, that's we'll right, state title. Edition, yeah, yeah, Coming that's gonna be fun. SEC hoops, Ed. It's Alabama, Texas A&M. Who you got? Bama or A&M? A- uh, Bama by ten. I'm going A&M. Break the tie, Risser. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Bama on this one. Oh, they're going with the Crimson Tide. Don't count out my guy, Buzz Williams. It's coming up next on Priority Auto Sports Radio, ninety-four point one. Take care, everyone.